Hey everybody, Tim here with a brand new episode of the Pub Trivia Experience, and today we have the second of two Sweet 16 matchups in the lower right-hand quadrant of our bracket. We have a couple of colossal quizzers in tonight's matchup, so let's meet them, shall we? First, we're heading down to Jacksonville, Florida, where we have the one, the only, Jonathan Oaks. Jonathan, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a little about yourself. First off, colossal quizzers. Is that a fat joke? Are we are we starting with with size shaming here, Tim? Because it sure felt feels like it. I'm just Absolutely kidding. not. I would never. I uh if I were to say I'm the biggest podcaster, I could be talking about size and you'd never know. <laughs> uh so I'm uh, I'm having a great day. I am drinking a surprisingly strong homemade margarita, which you can see in front of you. It's as big as my head. Very nice. Uh, it's a mix of uh, De Coyer, Triple Sec, Margaritaville, Silver Tequila, uh, lime juice from the local grocery store, and a little bit of simple syrup. And um, what do I do? So I uh, I run Oaks Media Group. We're responsible for Trivial Warfare 4 play, things that are blank, Trivial Warfare Blitz. And uh, yeah, we we do lots of game shows in podcast form. We have some awesome hosts. We love to have fun and have a good time. And uh, you can check out what we do at uh, oaksmediagroup.com. Yeah, we're we're glad to have uh, several of the Oaks members in this tournament. I know Carmela's playing, Nick Groves is playing, uh, as well as yourself. So that's been fun. Uh, I enjoyed Carmela's uh, recently published game. I thought that was really good. Yeah, it was really good. I can't wait for her second round. Um, but taking on Jonathan, she's the hardest work, the hardest working woman in trivia from Chicago, Illinois. It's Jay Borsum. Jay, I not let Aaron Barkley hear you say that. <laughs> Jay, how you doing? What you drinking? And tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm hanging in there today, Tim. It's good to be back. Uh, you know what? The answer to the second question, I'm going to let Jonathan pick a number from one to four, and that's going to define what I'm drinking tonight. All right. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm big on numbers. I'm gonna go with seven. I don't have seven <laughs> bottles of rum handy. I only have seven. Four. Well, no, no. But seven is three plus four. All right. Then I'm mixing uh -huh. and matching some Bacardi banana and some Siesta Key spice <laughs> rum located out of beautiful Sarasota, Florida. But I won't hold that against it. You know what? We're gonna let's let's go with number four. Let's go with the Siesta Key. You spice got it, my rum. friend. That's a better choice. Yep. Uh, as for me in the world of trivia, I'm the owner operator and uh, all around chairwoman of Liquid Courage Entertainment. Uh, been a trivia host and writer uh, locally for about 18 years, moved a lot of stuff online back in 2020. And uh, among my more recent ventures, uh, kicked off the World Trivia Federation uh, at the beginning of 2022, which is an asynchronous online 10 question, three times a week quiz league. Uh, using ELO ratings and my fiendishness for writing uh, details wherever good uh, trivia leagues are found. Well, we are glad to have both of you on the show tonight. Um, this is the second, as I mentioned, matchup in this quadrant or for the second round. Uh, we're bouncing back and forth between the quadrants, but each section has eight players currently uh, narrowed down to four. Uh, at the end, we're going to crown our first ever pub trivia experience hot seat tournament champion. And here's how the game's going to work today. Our warm-up round will consist of five questions each. Each question is worth exactly one point, and it's a simple either-or question. 
there's no punishment for in this round for answering incorrectly. We'll then move to our main round, the hot seat challenge. We'll ping pong back and forth between our guests for 30 minutes, answering as many questions correctly as you can. Each player will receive the same number of questions, each worth one point. Uh, so if time runs out while one player has received an extra question, we'll ask an additional question to even it out. There is no punishment in this round either if you answer incorrectly, so you might as well throw out a guess. Uh, then we'll move on to our final round, or our wager round, and here the contestants will spread out as many of their points as they wish across three categories. They can wager any number of their points uh, from zero to all of their points, but they cannot exceed their points entering the round. Uh, this is the only round in which a contestant can lose points for an incorrect answer. So uh, that's the, when you punish me, Daddy. Got it. <laughs> after those three questions, we'll have our winner, uh, who will move on to the next round to face Drew Krasinski. Uh, Krasinski, sorry, Drew Krasinski, who upset Alex Jacob last night. Uh, so, Whoa! Uh, agreed. Whoa! Yeah, that that was a fun Whoa. one. Uh, that should have aired. Uh, I'm going to make sure that one airs before this. Otherwise, I just spoiled a game. <laughs> Um, You'll get it in post. You'll be fine. I don't. I don't know Drew, but that's a really impressive feat. Yeah, uh, it, it really came down to the wagers because Alex had a, a a significant lead going into the wagers, mm. but he uh, drew through all in on one question. And uh, if only there was, was some payoff. mantra about what champions do with betting. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. By the way, I. Jay, I didn't realize how fancy you have become, but I've never seen somebody drink a deconstructed rum and coke before. <laughs> Literally, poured rum from the bottle straight down the gullet and then picked up a coke and poured the coke straight down the gullet. Ergo, a deconstructed rum and coke. Gordon Ramsay would be proud and ashamed. <laughs> you can have two feelings at once. He'd feel some sort of way about you, Jay. Uh, <laughs> but how do how do those rules sound? We ready to get started? Sounds sweet oh, to I me. Think we should change them. You know, we should we should totally revamp the rules. What do you think? Yeah, what you Jay? could do, and I'm just just oh, yeah, it here. Do like mm -hmm. six rounds of questions. Three questions around uh, sounds mm. good to me. Uh, yeah. Keep the three final questions in the wagers. Those are great. But um, and keep the warm up. Or nothing. You know, if you if you miss one, it, you you lose your wager. Mm, that sounds hard, but no, yeah. no, no, yeah. I hate that. No way. Um, That'll never work. Well, I wasn't <laughs> here to, to poo-poo my own idea, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, tonight's, uh, tonight's warm-up round. I know both of you are probably a little outside of the age range for this category, but if I'm not mistaken, you both have... Uh, sons, so you may be able to uh, to get this anyway. The category tonight is: Is this a real Power Rangers series? Yeah, we all have, I'm not feeling too terrible on this. I'm not humped, gonna lie. Completely humped. We all know that Power Rangers title series or series titles have gotten completely crazy. You um, don't know this. <laughs> I did not realize there was more than one Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would be extra problematic for you, Jonathan, um, if I had somehow written a question about the absurd names of Power Rangers series for uh, the World Trivia Federation like three months ago. I'm glad that <laughs> didn't happen. That is problematic. Yeah, no, that would be really weird. Um, so so I have, so I, I, I've got 14 total 
ones here. I'm going to read the, I randomized it and we're going to go through the first 10. Uh, so there were seven real and seven fake. There's no game theory as to, you know, so many real, so many fake. There were an even amount and four at random are left off. Uh, so we are going to start with Jonathan, who uh, was randomized to go first. And your first series is Power Rangers Freedom Unite. I mean, I don't know. I have no no basis for any answers around this. The only my, the only Power Rangers I knew were Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which was already I was already past the age range when that was popular in the nineties. So Freedom Unite sounds really cheesy. And it could be something that somebody made up to sound like something else is really cheesy. So I'm going to say it is not real. And you would be correct. That is one that I made up to sound really, really cheesy. Good. And news. you it say there's really no cheesy. game theory. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jay, you get Power Rangers Spirit Tracks. Trying to think back because there's admittedly there's like you. I, I don't remember how many you said, but I remember close to like two dozen of these crazy ass names. Was Spirit Tracks one that I typed in when I did the recap for that World Trivia Federation question? And I'm leaning towards yes. I don't have a lot of confidence on this, but, you know, if I'm flipping that coin, it's a little biased towards yes. That's what I'm going to lock in on. All right. That one is actually one that I made up. Uh, ah, you I, suck. I actually Ooh. took it from a lesser known Legend of Zelda game. Uh, it was Legend God of Zelda yeah, Spirit did. Tracks. Really? When that's, I hear that, I think that's it should why be pronounced. Crossed, yeah. I think it should be pronounced Spirit Tracks. There's something about that that sounds like they should have a little falsetto Spirit Tracks whenever you say it. Some uh, uh, Justin Guarini. Yeah. Um, All the people uh, with the falsetto in the world, you go with Guarini. Well, you know, I mean, hey. he does the Dr. Pepper. Oh, Dr. Sure. Pepper. Uh, Jonathan, your second one is Power Rangers in Space. Oh, shit. Pigs in space. I'm, it sounds totally stupid. I'm going to say it's real. It is real. It is real. Uh, Jay, you get Power Rangers Sunbreak. I absolutely don't remember that one coming up. I'm going to say no. Uh, you are correct. I think I took that from a Monster Hunter game. Oh, nice. Um, I, I, I just found a bunch of ones that sounded like they could be, or I made some of them up too. Uh, Jonathan, you get Power Rangers Mystic Force. That's a great name. And you gave freedom. Yeah, I'm going to say this is real. Mystic Force is a real Power Rangers series. Sweet. Jay, you get Power Rangers Super Mega Force. That's, that's so dumb. So chunky. Super Mega Force. It makes me feel like there was a Mega Force, and then it wasn't <laughs> Mega enough, so they made it a Super Mega Force. And when you have to crap out a different series every year off of odd Japanese uh, base material, I'm gonna say it is, but I'm not super confident because they you might have just tacked Super on the one that exists, as far as I know. Super Mega Force is a real Power Rangers series. There you go. Uh, Jonathan, you get Power Rangers Ultra Drive. No, there's something else I've heard of called Ultra Drive. I'm going to say that's fake. You get it again. Power Rangers Ultra Drive is one I made up. Jay gets Power Rangers Jungle Fury. That is 100% a Power Rangers show. My son watched it growing up. It is Jungle 100%. Fury. 
they were Jaguars and stuff. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jonathan, you get power. Your last one is Power Rangers Sea Force. You can't just put force behind every word. And yet. We, we, we had Mega Super Force, and we had, we had, um, in fact, this is probably the, oh, God, this is tricky now, uh, because you gave Freedom Unite was one of them. There was another one that was, a, there was two forces before this, I feel like. Damn, the margarita's already messing with my memory. That's either too many uh, forces or it's not enough, and it's up to the listener to decide. By listener, I mean you. Well, I, honestly, I think each person has an individual amount of force that they prefer. And as long as it's good for them, then and it's the right amount. Force. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the right amount of force. Um, is this Now, is this C force as in the letter C or the word S-E-A-C? As in... Uh, similar to an ocean. Mm. Not I'm gonna the same, say but it's, related. I'm going to say it's real. Sea uh, Force is one I made up. Oh, I double tricked myself. I was like, this is way too bad to be real. Maybe that means it's real. No, nope, just wait. Nope. Half of them are real bad. You are not too far yeah. off the mark on that. And Stick with Jay. the first instinct. Jay, your final one of the round is Power Rangers Electric Flight. I really don't remember that name coming up, and that's am I gonna am I gonna pull the double Jonathan here and talk myself out of a right answer? It's it's too Damn. dumb to live. I'm gonna say it's not. Yeah, you are correct. It was a fake one. Damn it! Uh, the other ones I had on my list: um, Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers. That was real. a real one. Yeah. Uh, Power oh Rangers God. Samurai is a real mm -hmm. one. Uh, Power Rangers Dino Supercharge is a I, real one. Ah, I remember Dino Thunder. I didn't remember they did another one. Oh, yeah, they, what if they, they did Dino Supercharge Force? Now we're talking. Don't give you them get any to, ideas. to Power Rangers Super Colon blowing. I'm out of here. And <laughs> Power Rangers Rise was fake. Okay, that's a so, good name actually. That's a really good, nice, subtle. That's way better than the real I, ones. Yeah, I would have yeah. fallen for that one. Mm -hmm. I think that's another sure. one that I took from Monster Hunter, uh, which has some really great Power Rangers type names. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so after our opening round, uh, we have a tie game with both Jonathan and Jay getting four apiece. I wouldn't have it any other way except for all the other ways I would have it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Indubitably. Uh, so we're going to take a quick ad break and dive into our hot seat round. Do you know this laugh? <laughs> Yo, Yan Janice's day of fun! <laughs> I guarantee you remember where you were when you first heard this phrase. I'm out. And I know that you know the dulcet tones of this man. Dear God, there's my rosemary bread. And if you knew all three of those, I guarantee... You love this song. If you can't tell by now, the month of September on the Boozy Bracketology podcast is going to be dedicated to those classic 90s sitcoms 
Every single person has had their life shaped in one way or another by these amazing shows, and we are going to argue it out for your entertainment. What is the best 90s sitcom? Heavy hitters like Frasier, Friends, Seinfeld, The Drew Carey Show, and so much more are on the bracket, and we are going to be making the tough decisions. You can find the Boozy Bracketology Podcast anywhere you get podcasts. We hope you enjoy the show, and we will see you in September. Now that we've heard our ad, are we ready for the hot seat? Before we before we do the hot seat, I do want to say that Too Dumb to Live sounds like an Austin Powers movie subtitle. It might Isn't also that, be a Power Rangers subtitle for Halloween. Wouldn't that be perfect? Austin Powers, Too Dumb to Live. It's it's so James Bond and yet so stupid all at the it same is. time. Yeah, that's 100% got to be the title of the upcoming movie. Yeah, that, that, would, that would work. Um it might even be a crossover with uh, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Oh, oh, too dumber to live. I mean, you're not wrong, but the concept itself is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. All right. So we are going to uh, start our hot seat round. Uh, the timer will begin as soon as I finish reading the first question. We're going to start with Jonathan, and hopefully we don't run out of questions. I've got like 140 of them. Uh, so hopefully in 30 minutes, that's enough. Well, I've, I've heard well, Trivial we... Warfare, so if you get through about four of them, I think. Hey, hey, hey. As long as you were entertained, I did my job. Right. <laughs> and, and we are every week. Oh, now he's kissing up. That's that's just straight kissing up right there. Oh, he's one of those fancy every week people. Gotcha. Oh, oh I mean... <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Jonathan, and the question will uh, the timer will start as soon as I finish the first question. Jonathan, what is the national dish of Scotland? Haggis. Haggis is a correct answer. Over to Jay, a type of clay pottery. Terracotta takes its name from an Italian phrase meaning what? Uh, I think I've got this translation right. I think it's baked earth. It is baked earth, Jonathan. Nice. Which land, located in the Balkan region of Europe, declared its independence from Serbia in 2008? Mm. In 2008? That's correct. Kosovo? Kosovo is the correct answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was deadlocked on Montenegro on that, so good job. I, you know, My first gut was Montenegro, and I, I don't know where that came from. I That's think Montenegro like, hey, might have been a little later. Yeah, well, there, there's a thing related to Serbia. Just name it. There you go. Uh, Jay, produced in Germany, Maybach is a luxury brand of what? Oh, what the hell is that name associated with? I've heard it. Huh. Um... Maybach, M-A-Y-B-A-C-H, I would assume. That is correct. Cool. That helps me none. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wag a guess and say luggage. Uh, the answer I have is automobile. Well, the answer I have is luggage, so we're gonna uh, have to meet in the middle on this. Uh, <laughs> it's and... a trunk. <laughs> it's a trunk of a car. <laughs> Half point. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jonathan, what 2000 movie features Jeffrey Rush as the Marquis de Sade and Michael Caine as his tyrann tyrannical asylum doctor? Repeat. What 2000 movie features Jeffrey Rush as the Marquis de Sade and Michael Caine as, as his tyrannical asylum doctor? You said 2020 movie? No, 2000 movie. Oh, so 22 years ago. 22 years ago, correct. 
Oh my God. Um, Kita Saad, silent. I have absolutely no idea. Name something. I'm going to say a wrong answer of the man in the iron mask. Uh, no, the answer we're looking for is a movie called Quills. Oh, no, I was never getting that. Okay. If it helps at all, Jonathan, I was going to say that too, and I also have not heard of Quills. Yeah, there's, I knew it wasn't right, but it had some French things in it, so there you go. Uh, Jay, what social media platform is primarily responsible for originating and popularizing the hashtag? Uh, well, I don't think that Trump originated the hashtag on Truth Social, so I'm going to say Twitter, the real one. It is Twitter. Uh, Jonathan, before LL Cool J did the honors in 2012, which of the EGOT award shows had gone without a host for seven years? Gone without a host? Okay, well, the EGOTs for Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, and Tonys. Who hosts the Oscars is a big deal every year. The Emmys, Emmys. I'm going to guess the Emmys. Uh, no, LL Cool J hosted the Grammys. Grammys. All right. Uh, Jay, which planet was observed by Sir William Herschel in 1781 and originally mistaken for a comet? Oh, I'm between two, and I got to remember which one Herschel found. Oh, I'll trade you. You can have my last question. I'll take this one. Ah, oh, that would that would have worked out great because I was I was dead set on the Grammys. Um, oh. So I know that people up until antiquity or throughout antiquity knew about the planets up to Saturn. Uh, Pluto was discovered by Clyde Tombaugh in the 1930s, so it's either Uranus or Neptune. Say the year again. 1781. I'm gonna go with the funny answer because I think it's right and say Uranus. It is Uranus. He named it George. He named after, Uranus George, Jonathan? He that's, named that's Uranus you George and, and after, after the king, and then the scientific community forced him to change it. They're like, no, you're ruining our pattern. Uh, I was really impressed that Jay pulled out who uh, discovered Pluto. So no, It's an Illinois name. It's stuff we learn in school oh, okay. here. I thought that was Disney. Well, five, five minutes in, no, Jay like has everything, a slight Disney lead, seven to six. Uh, Jonathan... Cryptophagia is a fancy term for the made-up language that sometimes develops between what? I'm sorry, what? Oh, I like this question. Cryptophagia is a fancy term for the made-up language that sometimes develops between what? Between what? Not between who? Like, cryptozoology is is mythological beasts or quote-unquote made-up beasts. So the made-up part is the crypto part. Phasia, I cannot. Phasia. Do I know phasia from somewhere else? There's like a disease or a condition with phasia in it. Made-up language. I don't know. I'm going to guess twins. You pulled a Jonathan. Motherfucker, yep. I can't believe it. It was Holy crap. J. Which Victorian man of letters wrote a quest poem that inspired Stephen King to write his series, The Dark Tower? Oh, I, I don't know this for sure. Uh, repeat the first half of the question up until the Stephen King form, just to lock in. Which Victorian man of letters 
wrote a quest poem that inspired Stephen King to write The Dark Tower. See, I'm between two names here. I know Lord Byron wrote a ton of letters and was around in that time. Sir Walter Scott, I think, was also Victorian, though he wasn't English, he was Scottish. And for whatever reason, Ivanhoe as the potential to be the source material for The Dark Tower is coming to mind. I'm really 50-50 on this. Man of letters, I, I gotta go with my gut and say Lord Byron. Uh, well, uh, it was Robert Browning, so oh, cool. no matter what you guessed, wasn't going to be oh, right there. Oh, Letters to the Portuguese, or the, whatever the heck the right title is. Jonathan, in the U.S., the companies McClatchy, Gannett, and Tribune are three of the largest owners of what? Um, I mean, it's media, but do you want specifically newspapers? I am looking for newspapers. All right. Uh, Jay. Fluent in French, what actress often dubs her own lines for the French language of her versions of her films? Hmm. Who would be fluent in French? There's there's not a lot of meat on this bone to kind of tease anything out on, huh? Give me that read one more time if you'd be so kind. Absolutely. Fluent in French, what actress often dubs her own lines for the French language versions of her films? I'm assuming that she's either from France or from a French-speaking region as opposed to just having picked it up uh, for other reasons. Um, I don't know, because because you said the man in the iron mask so far back, I've got the three musketeers in my head and my my subconscious is screaming Rebecca de Mornay because that sounds French and she played a French figure, but it's not, it's not her, it can't be her. Um, could it be, you know, I'm just, I, I really don't even have an educated guess on this, I'm gonna pass. Uh, the answer we're looking for is Jodie Foster. No shit. Okay. What? Uh, she went wow. to the uh, Lycee de uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Noted French school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's where I learned French. Yeah. The uh, Lycee Francois de Los Angeles. We was should the have name a whole of podcast of Tim pronouncing challenging school names. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got the second half right. Credit where credit's due. Let's not. Yeah, uh, Los Angeles was perfect. <laughs> Except maybe yeah, not fancy in French. French term that that be. Uh, all right, Jonathan, what was the first type of fruit juice Dole started selling? It's either going to be orange or pineapple. Dole, in my mind, is known for pineapples more than oranges. I'm going to say pineapple. Pineapple's the correct answer. Oh, I was going to say Jodie Foster. <laughs> ah. After 10 minutes, Jonathan has uh, pulled ahead with nine to Jay's seven. Well, I had one more question, though. Jay, what snack food brands or brand has a mascot named Finn who, for some reason, wears sunglasses? My kid was down here in my studio three hours ago chomping on a bowl of these. It's goldfish. It is goldfish. Over to Jonathan. Often referred to as the good cholesterol, HDL stands for high density what? High density LDL and HDL. I don't know the answer. There is an L word that comes to mind. I don't know if it has anything to do with this, but I will guess lipids. You are very close. It was a uh, lipoprotein. Oh. oh, no. I was very so close. confident is, you were right on that, too. Is it possible that lipids is the shortened form for lipoproteins? I, will, you I will mark, it. Think that I will it, mark is. it and review after the fact. I do know that lipids are proteins, which is the only reason I ask. Uh, 
I will I will look up after the fact. Uh, in the meantime, Jay, who on television is known for his catchphrase, make it work? Uh, um, I got to remember. I'm the so guy's jealous. Name. It's I the Project Runway guy. Uh, it's Tim Gunn, I think his name is. Yes. Tim Gunn is a correct answer. Make it work. I love Tim Gunn. Jonathan, a theory emerged in 2011 that what uh, that what famous painting was actually inspired by the artist's male apprentice. You want to name the, the name of the painting? The, the painting, yes. I'm going to guess the Mona Lisa. It was the Mona Lisa. Jay, according to Roman mythology, who were the twin brothers who founded Rome? Uh, Romulus and Remus. Thank you, that, Star Trek. That is a correct answer. Jonathan, after a well-publicized breakup, what actor altered his Winona Forever tattoo to read Wino Forever? Oh, damn. Um, I don't know if they were ever together, but the person I most associate Winona Ryder. Oh, no, hold on. There's two. Okay, so um, Winona Ryder has associations in my mind with Ethan Hawke and with Johnny Depp. Both of them co-starred in movies with her. Both of uh, I'm going to guess Ethan Hawke. Oh, you, you flipped the coin the wrong way. It wasn't God the largest high-profile breakup, but it was Johnny Depp. And even the edited tattoo is very on-brand. <laughs> right? uh, Jay, in a famous scene from Marathon Man... Lawrence Olivier tortures Dustin Hoffman, repeatedly asking him what? Oh, God, I, I, I've never seen Marathon Man. I know this is an iconic, somewhat classic film scene. Um, nothing is jumping to mind. Repeat the question, if you would. In a famous scene from Marathon Man, Lawrence Olivier tortures Dustin Hoffman, repeatedly asking him what? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who does is, number two work for? <laughs> is it safe is the answer we were looking okay, for. Okay, I feel better in that. I would not have known that even with the answer. All right. And Jonathan with our second Austin Powers reference of the night. Jonathan, which former New York City mayor was also a judge on the television show People's Court? God damn it. When I was growing up, People's Court Court was Judge Wapner forever. I don't think it existed before Wapner. Million is current. If I'm led, if I'm remembering Ben correctly, the other mayors of New York are Giuliani and Bloomberg. That I or the LaGuardia might have been a mayor. I don't know. I'll. I'll Oh, geez, I don't know. Ah. I'm just waiting for him to pull Jonathan on this. Don't mind me. I don't freaking know. I, 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 I I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and guess um, Giuliani. No, it was uh, Ed Coach, Ed Koch. Uh, okay, I, I wasn't close. Yeah, and at the halfway point, we have a tie game at ten. Oh. Good job, Jay. Just running each other up right now. Jay. Either you're doing great or I'm doing great, and neither one of us knows what we might both be doing terribly. <laughs> Jay, which social crossword gaming app lets players compete against friends, total strangers, or a computer? I assume that's like a tagline for the app. Uh, no, it's just, you know, 
No? Uh, then no. repeat the question for me, if you would, please. Which social crossword gaming app lets players compete against friends, total strangers, or a computer? I mean, I think you're going with words with friends here, and nothing else seems to fit that's jumping to mind, so I'm going to go with that. Words with friends is the okay. answer we're looking for. Yeah, friends in the question, for God's sake. But he also had Boo. computer. And I didn't Boo. say words with a computer, Jonathan. Shit on my answers. Jonathan, despite its international sounding name, which of these foods was actually invented in the U.S.? Paris buns, German chocolate cake, Belgian waffles, or Danish pastry? Ooh, can I have this one instead? Read them again. Yep, it's uh, Paris buns, German chocolate cake, Belgian waffles, Danish pastry. I know that there's a German cake called Black Forest cake. I'm wondering if German chocolate cake is the Americanized version of that. Danish cake. I'm actually going to go with Danish pastry. Oh, you were you were right there. It was German chocolate cake. Fuck! Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's named for the creator whose last name was like German. Is that right, Tim? Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but you well, could be hell? right. Uh, I don't I don't do research. How dare you not prepare for what we might ask? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, one of those like Caesar salad situations where you don't think it's named for the creator because the other association is stronger. But yeah, or I'm uh, wrong. Entirely likely. Well, Jay, your next question. Beverly Cleary is the author of a series of children's books about the Quimby sisters, Beezus, and whom? Oh, I'm going with Ramona. Ramona's the correct <laughs> answer. I actually uh, thought Beezus was her last name. Oh, John man. Jonathan, what is the name of Earth's most recent supercontinent, which formed about 270 million years ago? I only know one supercontinent. If it's not right, then I don't want to be right. I'm going to say Pangea. Well, you are right. There we uh, go. Jay, according to Greek mythology, who was the first woman on Earth? First woman on Earth. I think that's the story of Pandora. You think correctly. It is Pandora. Now, I heard Pan even though she's Pia Greek, Pandora. she can't wrestle. <laughs> oh. uh, Jonathan, what is the paleo, a medieval event that takes place twice a year in the Italian city of Siena? I'm sorry. Could you say that the paleo or yeah. could you spell it p-a-l-i-o um uh twice yearly that happens in could you read it again yes uh what is the paleo a medieval event that takes place twice a year in the italian oh. city of siena a medieval event twice a year it's not a running of the bulls. That's Pomplona. A medieval event could be like a solstice or a equinox or something like that. Um, I don't know, like a joust or something. A paleo. I I don't know. I'll say I'll say a joust tournament. Uh, you're you're in the right realm it's a horse race yeah okay and we are 10 minutes to go and jay leads 13 to 11 uh jay what 2011 documentary follows a late night comic 
on a cross-country tour after being fired from NBC. I mean, I've got a strong feeling I know who the comic is, but I don't know the name of the documentary. 2011 documentary? Correct. I'm going to go with something adjacent to uh, my guess of Conan O'Brien and say Coco Coast to Coast. Uh, you did have the right uh, comic. It's Conan O'Brien Can't Stop. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that he can't, but I have not so I haven't heard of that one, yeah. Jonathan, most famous for his 1955 novel Lolita, author Vladimir Nabokov was also an expert in the study of what? It's one of those questions where the things that I know you share. Nabokov was an expert in the study of... I would guess social distancing because he didn't want you to stand so close to him. Mm-hmm. Um, religion. Uh, no, we were looking for butterflies. You know, the weird-ass thing is that is the guess I was going to stupidly make. Are you serious? Yeah, apparently, it's one of those things I read somewhere and locked in the back of my brain, and it just fed Whoa. forward as this weird-ass Pavlov thing. I had wow. no no explanation exp, uh, expectation that it was even close to right, but I'm like, I don't know, butterflies? <laughs> oh. Jay, in the 1992 film My Cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei memorably sample a southern what southern dish? They talk about grits a bunch, so like particularly on the stand. Uh, I'm gonna say grits. Grits is a correct answer. Uh, Jonathan, which of these Disney characters is typically drawn wearing only a collar? Goofy or Pluto? Gonna go with Pluto. <laughs> Pluto's the correct answer, and that makes up for the other easy one that I gave Jay. Uh, Jay, located in Oyster Bay, Long Island, the Sagamore Hill National Historic Site, is the home, or the former home, of what U.S. president? I'm sorry, my earbud was dipping out. Can you repeat yep. the question? Yep. Located in Oyster Bay, Long Island, the Sagamore Hill National Historic Site is the former home of what U.S. president? That name is middle of my head screaming big Teddy Roosevelt energy. So I'm going to say Teddy Roosevelt. That big Good energy job. is correct. Good job. I, middling guess on that. I'll admit it. Uh, Jonathan, of all the character classes in the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons, one of the classes shares their name with an NBA team. What team is it? The Wizards. Washington Wizards is the correct answer. J. In the world of reality television, what is Patty Stanger most uh, known as, better known as? I don't think you're looking for the answer, a hack and a fraud, um, which would describe way more than her in reality TV. Patty Stanger, you said the name? P-A-T-T-I-S-T-A-N-G-E-R. Spelling, it doesn't help me at all. Um, I, I feel comfortable that she's not the Long Island medium. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I have eliminated that. I'm also willing to go on record and say that she's 85% not a property brother. Uh, <laughs> from there. <laughs> Patty Stinger. I've met um, a lady who is the who who's married to the third brother. The other brother from the, the like out of the property brothers, just the two of them, and there's a third brother behind the scenes. Met his wife. Oh, it's like the third Hemsworth from, uh, oh, what was that series a couple years back? Yeah, I don't know. But oh, uh, exactly The Good Place. Like yeah, that. they made jokes about yes. the, the other, other uh, Hemsworth brother. Anyway, uh, unto me, um, you know, I have a theory that this is going to be somehow connected to, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I 
don't watch the show. Uh, I'm reasonably certain, but I have literally no better guess uh, than RuPaul. So I'm going to say RuPaul. Uh, no, Patty Stanger is the millionaire matchmaker. And you know why RuPaul is wrong? Because uh, her, her real name would not be Patty Stinger in you know, three more seconds of thinking. Uh, we have less than five minutes to go. Jay has a lead of 15 to 13. Jonathan, Killing me. in 2006, Russell Crowe and his wife named their newborn baby Tennyson after a famous what? Um, poet. Poet is the correct answer. Jay, the VH1 reality show Brandy and Ray J, a family business, centers on a pair of singers that are related how? Oh, good. It's the one thing in this question I could answer. They are siblings. They are brother and sister. Uh, Jonathan, which festivity, meaning Fat Tuesday, is celebrated on Shrove Tuesday? What? Which festivity, meaning Fat Tuesday is celebrated on Shrove Tuesday. I don't know what you mean by what festivity, meaning Fat Tuesday. It translates to Fat so Tuesday. There's, there's another, there's another, there's a name for this holiday that's not Fat Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I, I had, got what he's thrown down on this. I had too much of that damn margarita <laughs> right now. I'll well, tell you what, Jonathan, I'll try to catch up to even the stakes. Corpulent second day. I don't know. What was the Fat Tuesday. Fuck. Um, I'm going to say um, King's Day. Uh, no, I think you're overthinking it. It's Mardi Gras. Yeah, oh, yeah literally what it means in French. Jay, mm. the, the term provenance is used in the art world to refer to a painting's what? Oh, I'm going to be real adjacent to this if I don't think it through. It has to do with the like chain of evidence in a sense uh, in the art world, it has to do with the... Repeat the question so I answer the right thing, please. The term provenance is used in the art world to refer to a painting's what? Uh, I don't know if you need something more specific, but it's it's related to its purchase. Um, I'm going to ask you to be just a little bit more specific. The person or entity from which it was purchased, if you need more specific, most recently purchased. Um, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's ownership history. Okay. Ownership history. Jonathan, heard in the expression that really sticks in my craw, a craw is literally what? A mouth? Uh, can you be a little bit more specific? A throat, like the back of the mouth. Yeah, I'll give that one to you. It's it's specifically a bird's throat. Oh, yeah, well. and I'm, I'm super cool with you giving him that one. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, in which country is the ancient temple complex of Angkor Wat located? Uh, I have to remember the exact location on this. It's in and we are we, we are under one minute to go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start eliminating things. It's I'm like trying to visualize East and Southeast Asia in my mind. Sorry, I'm probably going to eat up that time here, Jonathan. Um, it's not it's not Thailand. It's not Laos. It's not Vietnam. Uh, Korea's are too far east. It's definitely right there on like the Indian Ocean coast. Angkor Wat. Um, don't think it's Thailand. So we're up to like Myanmar potentially. Uh, could be. Oh, what's the other one that's in that area that? somewhat recently changed names um oh uh that's the one i'm gonna go with cambodia cambodia, ah! cambodia is a correct answer jonathan 
which June 4th, 1989 Chinese military crackdown effectively ended a vibrant student democracy movement? The Tiananmen Square massacre, whatever you want to call it. Tiananmen Square is correct. Our time is up, which means, Jay, you get one more question. Which wonder drug's name blends the words acetyl and spearsare, a German name for salicylic acid? Oh, so it's acetyl salicylic acid, uh, which I say on podcasts all the time because I can pronounce it uh, off the top of my head. It's aspirin. Aspirin is a correct answer. And it's a weird we have, flex, but it's my flex. <laughs> we have come to the end of the hot seat round. How are you? Get, how are you feeling today? Uh, could be drunker. I'm working on being drunker. I don't have to work on being drunker here. I'm good. <laughs> well, let me look up the answer to the one question before we give out the scores. For sure. Oh, lipids versus lipoproteins or lipoproteins. I have, uh, because stuff like this comes up in my professional career all the time, I have found that there is a uh, a website, I think it's called Wiki Difference where you can just kind of type in two related things and it'll kind of summarily tell you the similarities and differences between them so that if you need to make like an on-the-spot judgment call, uh, so, it'll give you that info. So, so I can look cool. that up, but what I am seeing is that lipoproteins transport lipids. Okay, so they are the carriers of the lipids? Yes. Okay, well then that's not the same thing. That is what I am seeing here. Definitely close. Because enough. that would mean that it could also transport something else. It could even be a boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Yeah, it, they, they are. Uh, it, it basically, it looks like lipids are contained within lipoproteins, but they are not exactly the same. Okay. Okay. So I can't give you the point on that one. No, which that's means quite all right. After the main round, our score stands at Jay with 19 and Jonathan with 16. So we still have a very close game. That's a uh, good finish for you, my friend. It's a good game for you throughout. I feel like we, I feel like round two, I don't know about your game so much from your experience, but I feel like uh, round two came in a little harder for sure. This was more challenging than I recall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just have a, a massive list of questions that we run through. Uh, so, so it's completely randomized, but it, yeah, round, round two does seem like it's harder. Um, as a reminder, the, uh, the Alex versus Drew game, Drew was down by five at this point in the game and still managed to win. So it's still anybody's game. Um, at this point, we're going to move into our final wager round. Uh, so you're going to be asked to split however many of your points that you want uh, among three categories. And those three categories are history, mythology, and literature in visual media. That's, so we need to send you our wagers? No, I, I trust you guys. You just write them down. Okay. Uh, make a note of them, however you want to do. Uh, but again, those categories are history mythology and literature in visual media go ahead and place your wagers based on those three categories while our contestants are doing that i will take a chance to tell you to follow us on all social media at pub trivia experience on instagram we're at pub trivia pod on twitter and you can join our facebook group the lounge fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology you can also support us at patreon.com slash p-t-e-b-b 
Any support you give goes right back to making this a great experience for all. But if you can't, we understand times are tough, but we appreciate every dollar you give and support. So how are we doing with those wagers? Uh, I am locked in and good, yeah. All right, so here are your final questions. We're going to read all three questions and give you guys a couple of minutes to uh, work them out. Uh, First, in the category of history, the golden spike of the Transcontinental Railroad is now on display at the Cantor Arts Center at what university? The university was named for the president of the Central Pacific Railroad Company of California, who was responsible for driving the spike, officially completing the railroad at a ceremony on May 10th, 1869. In the category of mythology, while most probably associate Osiris as being the Egyptian god of the underworld, originally this title was associated with what other god who served as an as an embalmer and ushered souls into the afterlife this god's role of traveling between realms is probably what led to his portrayal as the half ascended villain in seasons five through seven of stargate sg1 and in literature and visual media willem dafoe liev schreiber and michael b jordan have all portrayed the same character created by what author? I My answers are locked in. All right. All right, well, call me locked in as well. Okay, let me get my score sheet ready. I definitely don't feel good about my wager, I'll tell you that. <laughs> if it helps, it makes both of us. Yeah, I developed a strategy after the first time. In the first game, even though I was winning and doing well, the way that I wagered almost cost me the game if one thing hadn't happened. And I was like, I'm learning from this. <laughs> In history, the golden spike of the Transcontinental Railroad is now on display at the Cantor Arts Center at what university? Which was named for the president of the Central Pacific Railroad Company of California. Uh, we'll start with Jonathan. Uh, what did you have there? So I wagered all of my points on history, um, one fell swoop, and I didn't know the answer to this question. Um, so I ended up defaulting to a popular California college or university that has a man's name associated with it, and I guessed Stanford. All right. And Jay, what did you have? I bet a whole whopping nothing on this one. Uh, And I gave what is probably a much less correct answer than Jonathan, because I'm confident mine is wrong. And there's a chance his is right. I said Purdue. All right. In the category of mythology, while most probably associate Osiris as being the Egyptian god of the underworld, this title was associated with what other god who served as an embalmer and ushered souls into the afterlife? Jay, what was your answer? Uh, I put 14 points on this one. This is where I went big or went home. Uh, Of course, you went Egyptian mythology, which is one of my weaker ones. But I feel, and I'm going to story time this for a second. Uh, Growing up, visiting my uncle in Missouri, the only thing of value in those visits was his computer. And his computer, uh, unlike mine at the time, was able to run um, old Conan the Barbarian games. And I know that the villain in those games was an Egyptian god named Thoth. And I don't have a better guess than that. I 
feel like he was associated with the dead in some way. Uh, so I locked in with Thoth. Oh, I sure hope it's not Thoth because Thoth is the god of knowledge, if if I'm not mistaken. It's mythology. Everything's like five things. Jonathan, I, what, what was your I answer? I went with Anubis. We went Egyptian. We're talking about death. I went with Anubis. And you had no points to wager there. No points to wager. And question three, literature and visual media. Willem Dafoe, Liev Schreiber, and Michael B. Jordan have all portrayed the same character created by what author? Jonathan, what did you put? I don't know the answer to this. I didn't wager anything. I think it's going to be something related to Rocky, but I don't know who wrote the Rocky movies. So uh, I don't have an answer. I passed. All right. And Jay, what did you put? Uh, I put zero on this one as well. All my eggs were in the mythology basket. Uh, and I put the technically correct answer, but not the correct answer to the question you asked. Uh, answer of Stan Lee. All right. So uh, let's go from uh, top to bottom here. The golden spike of the Transcontinental Railroad uh, was driven by a Mr. Stanford. Oh, oh my God! Of course it was. Holy Why would it be literally anything else? A, a, uh, it, it is on display at Stanford University oh, in the oh, Cantor oh. Arts Center. So lucky. In mythology, uh, while Osiris is commonly the god of the underworld, he was handed that title from Anubis. Uh, Anubis. Yeah. Um, I, I thought maybe the Stargate SG-1 clue might get people there, but... Yeah, because uh, I remember there was a lot of Egyptian trappings and stuff around that with the jackal-headed gods and all that. Yeah, it is. It is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, so I had to work some Stargate into there. Um, and while it's not going to make a difference, Willem Dafoe, Liev Schreiber, and Michael B. Jordan. Um, so Willem Dafoe played this character opposite Harrison Ford. Liev Schreiber played it opposite Ben Affleck. And there was some talk that Michael B. Jordan was going to play this opposite John Krasinski over on Amazon. Um, they all played the character of John Clark, written by Tom Clancy in the Jack Ryan series. Okay. Oh! Willem Dafoe was in Clear and Present Danger, Liev Schreiber was in Some of oh, All Fears, God. and Michael B. Jordan was in the Amazon movie Without Remorse. Gotcha. Clear and Present okay. Danger is, by definition, the absolute worst transition of a book to a film I've ever run across it yeah, is then, horrible then don't watch the uh the michael b jordan without remorse because <laughs> oh, man um so there's there's not a whole lot of uh drama here by nope. with a final score of 32 to 5 our winner today is mr jonathan oaks I got lucky, man. I got That's so lucky. Definitionally, you though with this kind of stuff. So congratulations. <laughs> like if only there was some only... kind of term for getting lucky like that when it matters. That I was I was torn. I either wanted to bet it all on mythology or bet it all on history, but history is probably my one of my best topics. But this was way deep for me, and then it, it literally just became. 
name a college in California with a guy's name. And I'm like, Oral Roberts. Luckily, most of them are University of California something. Sure, sure. I was hoping that you were going to wag Berkeley on that because of that logic. I couldn't get past mm. Brigham Young knowing that Promontory Point was in Utah. Exactly. Like, I, I knew was it was 100% right wrong. I was hoping the question was guiding there, and then it swerved, and I had no points on it, so I didn't spend more than a few moments of name a school named after a person. Yeah, Stanford you know? is named after Leland Stanford. Uh, it's officially called Leland Stanford Junior University, and Leland oh, wow. Stanford was the president of the uh, California, whatever I said there, the Central Pacific Railroad mm. Company. They say, that, they say that Stanford is the Harvard of the West, and if I was from Harvard, I would call them junior. <laughs> it's <laughs> they, literally in their name. They right? very well may. Um, but uh, hopefully we all had fun tonight. Oh, no doubt. Uh, For sure. Before we go, I want to give each of you a chance to plug anything you'd like. Uh, we'll start with today's runner-up, Jay. Go ahead. Well, I'd like to talk about the awesome things that the Trivial Warfare uh, Army is doing and the Oaks Meteor. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll let Jonathan do his own plugs. Uh, so, yeah, I'm the owner-operator of Liquid Courage Entertainment. Easiest way to find me outside of Chicagoland is on Twitch, twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage, or uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash liquid courage, no underscore, uh, both of which are spelled with a K, super important and legally distinguishing. Uh, if you want access to the World Trivia Federation, which is coming back three times a week, uh, the first week of August, we're currently on a summer hiatus. Uh, make sure you get into that Patreon for the low, low price of $2 a month or more. Uh, you get 120 plus trivia questions a week that I slave over uh, like I'm stirring stew in a hot kitchen. Uh, so if, if I could encourage anybody to do anything, it's give me a bunch of money so I can continue being a trivia host for for a living. Yeah, I have a lot of a lot of fun playing in the the WTF, even as poorly as I do. I really average about two or three out of ten on a on a daily basis. Well, it's it's like jazz though, Tim. It's about the questions you don't get right. Right. Uh, and that leaves us with today's champion, uh, Jonathan. Go ahead and plug uh, what you've got. So I am going to actually uh, share that the everyday Q&A trivia calendar for 2023 is now on pre-order. So just go to triviacalendar.com and you can pick up the best damn trivia calendar in the world. It is a daily calendar, 365 questions unless it's a leap year. Uh, and um, 2023 is not a leap year, so 365 <laughs> questions. It is uh, triviacalendar.com. Yeah, I've got See, mine 20, sitting right here. In 2024, what you got to do is reveal that uh, February 29th question is DLC. Mm, there you go. Get that sweet microtransaction money. Right. Go, going the route of the BMW. Call it the Humdinger Special. There you I don't go. know if you guys heard about that, but... Mm -hmm. uh, BMW is going the way of microtransactions. They're putting all the uh, the technology in there for things like heated seats and then making it a subscription package. Late stage capitalism. Oh. That's all I got on that. Holy crap. That's interesting. That's a, a horrible, horrible decision. Uh, but Jonathan will go on to the uh, the regional finals to face.